Hi, everyone. This is Trish Kendall, your host for the Choose and Become interview series. I made five critical choices on my journey from the pit of despair to the peak of success, true success, enduring success. I picked up the phone when my sister called. I committed to a two-way agreement. I built trust in myself and inspired the trust of others. I created community and belonging. And finally, I embraced my boundless capacity to give love and to receive love. So in this interview series, I get to spend time with people who I admire as they share their lessons and insights and experiences with us, this community, as it relates to their journey to enduring success. Uh, this is a very special interview for me because Mary Grace's mom, Jenny, which most of my community knows this, is one of my dearest, closest best friends. Jenny and I have worked together for a very long time. We used to be like literally Mary Grace glued to the hip. You know oh, that. Know. Oh yeah. We were, oh, we were just attached to the hip. And so I have to tell you when Jenny and I, when your mom and I first started working together, I think you were 13 or 14. Probably. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's Not just start right away. And then I will infuse some of me and Jenny in here, I'm sure. But will you just tell the audience, my community, a little bit about you? Yeah. Okay. So my name's Mary Grace. Um, I'm 22 years old. I'm a recent college grad. I just got my BFA this past May in dance. Um, I went to Western Michigan University. But I'm home now, which is great. Um, I love being home. Yeah. Live with my parents. Home is Cleveland. Um, and I'm just kind of figuring out my next steps. I teach dance um, in the evenings. Uh, I love teaching. I've fallen in love with it. I like love being on the other side of mm -hmm. the dance like classroom, kind of instructing. I hope I, I hope I'm like as influential with my students as my teachers were with me. Um, and I love being outside. I like paddleboard and run and I just started rock climbing. So that's super fun. Right. You started um, rock climbing and you just completed a half marathon with your mom. I did. I did. I mean, I that, come on. You're like my inspiration as I like, <laughs> out three miles. Yeah. Super, super impressive. Super fun. Um, yeah, that's me. Well, so, uh, one, one of the reasons that I'm very excited and was looking so forward to finally having this time with you is that, you know, my mission, your mom has shared my mission and you follow me and, and you've watched yeah. and, and all that. And, and, and I, I have a purpose and a mission to inspire other women mm. and specifically younger women to believe that they can create enduring success, no matter their story or circumstance or experience. And uh, there is the realization that I am now 50 and, the, and the women I want to speak to, sometimes I don't even know if they can relate to me anymore. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I need and want other voices 
to speak to this younger generation. I need you. I want you. I want you to speak to this younger generation. What an honor. Hmm. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's get into, so I truly believe that everybody has their own definition of success. And for me, that definition has evolved over time. Mary Grace, with where you're at in your life right now, what do you think about when I say create enduring success? Like, what does that mean to you? Mm, I think, mm, so being successful to me is really just being satisfied and proud of like where I am in my life. Um, Success doesn't mean like necessarily like, having, you know, material goods or, you know, the most money ever. Um, I always think it's like, I'm successful. I have a successful day, like, when I go and do something that I'm really passionate about, whether that be like, teaching dance or going outside, going for a run, stuff like that. And then coming back home to people who like, who love me, and I love them. Um, and just like surrounding myself with like a community of people that I really, really care about and care about me. So I feel like fulfilled and yeah, successful. I think that's just, that's, that's my definition of success. I love it. And I, and I really like how you, uh, I appreciate how you say success in the day, like that day, right? That moment. Yeah. It doesn't have to be something big. Success can literally just be like, wash your hair. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I had a success this morning I washed my hair <laughs> it is so true yeah it is it is um and I have no doubt that you are go- going to be instrumental and in inspiring to those you teach just like your so. teachers were to you thank you mm-hmm. yes and I have been on this journey with you you know, over here on the sideline with your mom. I mean, I remember yeah. when you started going to, oh my gosh, tell me the name of the high school when you started going to that. Yes, yes, mm. yes. Yeah. And dancing and all that. And then to see you now teaching others is exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Uh, all right. The first critical choice I made on my journey to success or to enduring success was to pick up the phone and really what I learned is, is that success begins with making a first choice, mm-hmm. right? Like nobody can make choices for us. No, we no. got to do it. Mm-hmm. So is there a first choice that when you think about your success, that you'd be like, you know what, that is a first choice that I made that has really impacted where I'm at today? Yeah, I definitely thought about that question a little bit. Um, and I'm gonna but I definitely, I kept coming back to um choosing to go to Magnificat High School like that was simply like one thing that it didn't seem that big at the time but like looking back at the past eight nine years that is something that's like seriously like still affected my life today um and kind of put me on like trajectory of where I am and where I want to go um it was going to mags and then definitely auditioning for dance team which Serious, I like I am a coach now of dance team um and I love to give back to that team that has given me so much um I learned my I learned so much about myself going to mags uh as it's an all-girls school so 
I literally thought that I could do anything in the entire world. Like the world was at, you know, my fingertips when I went to high school. And I, I seriously still believe that to this day. Um, and I like, I kind of figured out that I wanted to go into dance and I wanted to make a career out of it. Um, and being in that community of Magnificat, like, seriously, I could do anything I wanted. So it wasn't even a question for me of like, will I be successful in this? Like, is this actually like a career choice I want to make? But it was like, no question. I wanted to do this. So I was going to do it. Nothing was going to get in my way. Um, and it's still, it's still like, I think about it every day of being around that community of women um, and on dance team and having that support of like, I can do this. Yeah. Did you, did you have that belief prior to going and being on the dance team and being, being at mags or did that community help create that belief? Yeah. I mean, I have a pretty strong mom. She's kind of blessed. And both, like my mom and my dad, they, they've taught me like all my siblings since we were little, you can do anything you want. Like, it's not a question of like, like if you could do it, it's like, what do you want? What do you want to do? Like, we'll support you in anything you want to do. Um, no questions asked. And I like still have that, you know, have that um, support from my parents today. Uh, so I had that growing up, but I mean, being a girl, it's eh, growing up in this world, it's kind of hard. Um, it's so hard. And uh, once I got into high school, I was like, it's not just my parents telling me I could do this. It's like a whole group of people who like believe in me and see like things that I don't even see in myself. So yeah, I was definitely like nurtured at Mag's um, that like thought that I've already had since I was little. So I'm going to take us to the second critical choice. The second critical mm -hmm. choice I made was to commit to a two-way agreement. And now I committed to a two-way agreement with my sister. This is way back when. But when I reflect on the construct of a two-way agreement is when two people come together or two parties come together, two entities come together with the, with the mutual objective of, with the objective of a mutually beneficial outcome. You know, it's for us both. And we construct it and we commit to it. Well, how about this? The power is when we commit to it. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, don't yeah. always commit to it. But I am curious, and I bet I see a thread here, that is there a two-way agreement in your life that you have entered into that in reflecting, you're like, this is what I gave, this is what I got, and what happened when you committed to it? Yeah, so my commitment's actually happening right now. That's like me and my mom decided to run a full marathon in December. So that's like a commitment I'm working on every single day. We committed to this back in like, I want to say like June or something like that. Um, and I'm a new runner. I've only been running really for the past like two years I've taken it up. Um, and my mom has literally ran forever. Forever. I mean, we used to literally MG solve the world's problems when oh, we were running together. Well, yeah. Diego. My mom's insane. Like <laughs> with her running. She's crazy. She's so fast. Um, but I've watched my mom since I was little, like accomplish so much personal 
like satisfaction and success through her running. Um, so like I wanted to try it out and see kind of what it was all about. And then I've, you know, been on this journey for the past two years doing like running consistently. Um, and I love challenges in my life. I love trying new things. It's, I get bored really easily. Um, with like things that I do, you know, you know, hobbies and stuff like that. So I was just kind of like fooling around one day and I was like, mom, like, what if we just did it? Like, what if I just did one with you or ran a, ran a full marathon with you? Um, and she's like, okay, like we can do that, but you just, you got have to train. Like it's going to be a little intense. I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've done intense things before. Like it's fine. Um, and now we're kind of getting into the nitty gritty, like the marathons in like two months. So right. it's getting pretty intense now. Um, and I'm dreading it a little bit, like the long runs that we have on Saturdays. Um, but I run this Saturday. This Saturday's only 10. We did, we did a half last weekend. Okay. But every time I go out, I like dread it. I get so scared to do it because it's like, I keep running distances farther and farther than I've ever ran before. So I'm like, uh, can I actually do this? Like you have to find like the trust in yourself, but I have to remind myself and my mom reminds me too, like I get to do this. Like I get to run. I like my body is able to do this and I'm so grateful for this. Um, and yeah, just like thinking about that mindset instead of like, <laughs> being like, I have to run this weekend. Like, I don't want to do it, but it's like, I actually get to, and it's like one of the coolest things and one of the greatest highs I've ever like felt is, you know, running and that satisfaction of like, oh, I did it. So. And you're going to rock it. Thanks. And you're, and you're training with your mom, but you guys don't always run together for your training run. No, right? I run during the week on my own. Which is good. Guys, yeah, right. You do it on your own, but then you have that commitment with your mom and with yourself. Oh, yeah. Like that accountability, if you will. Yeah. If it, she wasn't there on the weekends, I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll take this weekend off. <laughs> maybe I'll do a Saturday. Like, just rest. Yeah. No. Nope. Right. Yeah. And, and you've answered this, like how it feels to commit yeah. to this agreement with your mom you know, like it just, and it continues to push you. Oh, it does. It does. Like there's no half-assing it. Like you gotta go full in or you're gonna like, you're gonna struggle yeah. at the, you know, the end on the real full marathon and be like, oh, I wish I just did that. Like, I wish I just committed a little bit more and it would have felt a little bit better. That's I, what think, I'm I think that is totally a mantra for life. It is. Like, seriously. Yeah. Put in the work, how, what are you going to, you can't accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. No, no. You're going right, to well, yeah, go put in. No, you get, you get out what you get, like put in. You do. So because it's you, I'm going to show you, this is Lily's cat. This is Cosmo. And when I'm doing these interviews, he just gets on my lap. He never sits on my lap. That's funny. Unless, unless you're talking to another person. Yeah, and I'm like, so I get like, <laughs> uh, you rolled us right into the third choice, which the third critical choice that I made was to build trust in myself. Like mm -hmm. I had no trust in myself. Like there was nothing. 
nada. And so slowly I built trust in myself and then I inspired the trust of others. Yeah. And so you started peppering that in a little bit about building trust in yourself. Will yeah. you just share with us what that means to you and how you build trust in yourself? Yeah, I'm going through a time in my life that it's like, it's hard to like have that trust in yourself being a post-grad, post-graduate. Um, it's like, oh, am I doing what I actually need to be doing to like get to the places I want to go? Um, and I've been finding myself in that headspace a little little bit often where I'm like am I doing the right thing like am I actually like doing what I want to do and like taking that step back and just trusting yourself and trusting the place that you are in your life um it is very like has helped me a lot um just with overthinking of like everything I'm doing um and I have such high expectations for myself I always have um so that like, I trust that I will reach those, you know, goals and dreams that I want to, but it doesn't have to be today. Like it's, you know, it's a process. Um, and just being kind to myself is something that I've, I have uh, really, you know, put at the forefront of every day. It's like, you're doing what you need to be doing. Trust yourself, trust your gut, like all that stuff. And is that how being kind to yourself actually manifests itself? Do you speak do you say that? Oh, I speak to myself. Yeah. I speak to my younger self too. Like mm -hmm. I have like a little baby picture um, that I have. I, I used to have it on my bathroom mirror, but like every day, like I would wake up and be like, oh, hi. Like I would say hi to her and like speak with her, especially like at times I was being kind of mean to myself and nasty, like being mm -hmm. down on myself and saying like, I'm not enough and I'm not doing enough. Um, and then like going to speak to your younger self is like, it's kind of crazy the way your demeanor changes like about yourself because you're like, I would never let anyone talk to her like that, like ever. Like that's, that's not okay. Um, it's just changing that like perspective. Yeah. I love it. It's like my no. favorite practice. MG, that is, I'm going to. Literally talked to Lily about that. No, you should. She's gonna watch this. Yeah, That's powerful. My therapist taught me it like a while ago, but like it's it's literally I try to do it every day. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Oh. So then now let's keep let's keep going with trust. How do you inspire the trust of others? Um, I think listening is a huge part of. Uh, creating like a real human connection and bond between two people um, if you're not listening to one another then you're just kind of talking into a void and like it's kind of a waste of space and time you have to really listen to like other people's experiences other people's feelings what people have gone through to really like know a person and I think to trust have that um, trust have other people trust you um, as like being that safe space and allowing um, themselves to be vulnerable with you. I think vulnerability is like one of the hardest, but like most beautiful and rewarding things ever. Um, so I hope people feel that with me. And I think that's, I mean, that's how I build trust with other people too. Yeah. You um, are 22 and yeah. what you just said 
so beautifully. Uh, I actually work on as a 50 year old, uh, right? Mother of two. The teams I work with, I work with teams of professional, you know, professionals that have been working with clients for decades. They work on that. And I think the more and more we get wrapped up into the chaos of life, we lose sight of just creating that authentic space to listen to someone, to understand what they think and what they feel. Yeah. And it's unique though, Mary Grace. I don't think many people do it and do it consistently. Well, yeah, because it's like, I have my own things to worry about. Why would I care about what other people have to say? <laughs> but it's pretty, it's a, I mean, it's a selfish yeah. way to live is that way. And I think it's pretty like superficial and a little sad. Life mm-hmm. is all about the connections that you make with people. It is. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's keep going with connections. The fourth critical choice I made was to create community and belonging. I, 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 I mean, I was. 30 years old and had created more professional success than I ever would have imagined. Yet I still didn't belong anywhere. And I learned that I actually had to create my community and create my belonging. Totally. Will you give me your perspective on community and well, actually, actually let me flip it. Let me start with belonging. But has there ever been a time that you felt like you didn't belong? Um, I like, I was thinking about this question and it's a pretty privileged question to say, but like, no, I've never felt like a sense of disconnect, like a not belonging. I don't know. I was trying to figure out like why. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Like I'm a white cisgender woman. And I have that privilege. Mm -hmm. And so I've never really felt that like space of like, I've always been the majority of like the people that I'm with. um, And that's privilege. And I totally acknowledge that. Um, But I think definitely as like women and young women, like all, all you really want in life is that place of belonging and is to like feel heard and like loved and accepted by, you know, the people around you and like, society too um and it's like hard if you don't feel like you belong um because like to me community is everything um I've always felt like I've been a part of some community whether that be dance or my friends I've always had really great friendships um and I'm very like grateful for that um and my family is really close I don't really feel like I'm an outsider in that perspective Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like seeking out those communities when you go to different places. Like when I went to college, I was like, okay, community shift. Like I need, you know, I need my people around me because, you know, I, that's how I find, you know, comfortability and that's how I have fun is with my friends. Um, and I'm also a pretty outgoing person, so I don't really have issues with like, you know, talking to new people and, you know, making friends and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's also like building those like big bonds with community. Um, and I think dance dancers have like a natural community with one another mm-hmm. because what we do in our art is so vulnerable. 
So it's kind of hard to have superficial relationships in the dance world. Um, and that's something I'm like forever, forever grateful for. And it'll bring me to like, you know, such an old age is like wherever I go, like that dance community, wherever we'll, we'll be there forever yeah. and always. So, yeah. And now you're a part of leading a, a new younger yeah. community that's forming. Yeah. Which I hope I'm like, you know, take pulling from my past experiences and, um, you know, going, getting away from things that maybe weren't that beneficial to me, um, and dialect and like ways of teaching that were kind of like called people out and stuff like that. I really just want to create a good yeah. group of, you know, a kind group of girls who like, yeah, they like, they trust each other and they have fun because all it is, is just fun. We're just doing what we like to do. You know, God, you're just beautiful. And I'm saying beautiful from the outside, like the, or from the inside, <laughs> like your whole, <laughs> your whole being with what you're saying. Because one of the things I was going to ask you is, it, 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 is, are you cognizant of and do you do things to help others create belonging? And you just said, how when you think about these younger girls in this dance mm -hmm. community and perhaps purposeful, purposeful things that you can do to help yeah. them to feel that. Totally. Mm -hmm. totally. Mm. And I always try to like, too, I love connecting people. It's I think my skill my mom has too. She's a good like connector of human beings. Mm -hmm. Um. So I always like to like introduce people to certain other people who like I think they would like and what like, I always want people to feel, you know, that they're they're a part of a community. I want people to have a place. Yeah. Cause it means so much to me. A thing um that I'm trying to get better at is finding opportunities to cross-pollinate my community. Mm -hmm. Because it's very easily that I could have my neighborhood mom friends, totally. my work, right? Like all the barn. Yeah, yeah. And so do you find the same thing? Yeah, I definitely have like a lot of groups of people. Um, I kind of always have. I, I don't know what it is about me, but I don't know. I just like, I like so many things. And so then I think I just yeah. like have a lot of, you know, different groups. Um. But yeah, I like to like, I love to mingle people yeah. like, and kind of see that little like awkward first encounter that they have with each other too. I think is super, like super funny and great because it's like, why are we being awkward? Like yeah. all I'm doing is meeting people. Like it's just funny. I don't know. So I like, yeah, I love doing that. I love cross pollinating. That's a good way to say uh it. And this is like another thing that I want Lily to see when she listens, and maybe I'll clip this part out so she doesn't know that I'm intentionally wanting her to, I'm wanting her to see things. But you know, Lily is at 13 years old, almost 14, and she's going to a new school now, an all-girls school. Yay! Yeah. Uh, and her, um, like you, she, you know, is the majority. She's privileged, all of that. Yet she still, as a young girl feels sometimes like she doesn't belong. 
you know, I, and, and I can't imagine what it's like to be 13, 14 it's, years old it's, these days. Yeah. It's a very different upbringing from when I was that age, which was, I mean, not that long ago. Yeah. But it's hard. Think, I mean, and remember those 13 and 14 year old feelings inside and, you and know, you have social media and TikTok. Oh, like, that sounds terrible. The whole, <laughs> the whole thing. But, but I've been trying to encourage her and then I'll get off it. I've been trying to encourage her to cross pollinate. Yeah. The fifth critical choice that I made on my journey was to finally realize and then embrace the fact that love is boundless and that mm-hmm. there really is no limit. There's no cap. And so each day I try, I don't always succeed, but each day I try to give all of my love and receive all the love that others want to give me. And when I do, it grows. Totally. (laughs) My capacity grows. Will you share with us, when I say give love, I mean, love the verb. Yeah. What do you think? Just what do you think about that? Let's just start with what do you think about each of us having a boundless capacity to give love? Yeah. It's like, there's no limit. Yeah, there's no limit to love that you can give every day. Like, and everyone deserves love, no matter what. It's hard. It's a hard, like, thing to learn, too, because sometimes you're, like, just don't want to give love to, you know, certain people. You're, like, I kind of wish ill a little bit. But you're, like, no, they're also human beings. You know, they're, you know, they have their own journeys. They're dealing with their own things. And to, like kind of grit your teeth and say, you know, they deserve love too. Like they deserve the most. Um, I think it's good karma, one, for you. Um, and two, it's just being a human being and compassionate. Um, yeah, I think love is a very, very important thing to give. Same thing with like hugs and words of affirmation and just like showing people that they really are loved is something that everyone wants like I want that every day I mean it's what makes you like it's kind of the reason why you're put on this earth is to share that and like have that community Mm. um yeah so I try to do that every day choose love and give love um in forms of you know the really good side of you and the not so great side of you because that's what shows you that you're all human beings is like we're all not perfect. We all have our emotions. <laughs> um, and to really share that, I think is important. And the and the examples that you just gave, so many people ask me all of the time, uh, well, you know, what's an example of giving love? And I always turn that question back because I'm like, you tell me. Like, yeah, like how do you feel love? give and receive in different ways yeah. so words of affirmation hugs yeah. you know like yeah. those are like very specific manifestations of an action and that is what i'm getting to is the act of yeah and even just like i love you like before you leave or a room or i think my family is like a big big i love you family and i know that's not normal for everyone but we give hugs. We say, I love, like, good night. Love you. Like every time, you know, before bed. So that's something I was just raised with and something I continue to do to this day because yeah. it just makes me feel good. And it's just like a part of your day. I don't know. 
totally doesn't have to be like that big of a deal or activity you don't have to like make a huge grand gesture but just like yeah yeah and everybody has different ways that they give and receive right like and even what you were saying back with building trust I think listening for me when I am totally present to the person Mm -hmm. that I am with and I am listening to them with the intent of understanding how they think and feel that is my manifestation of love yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm like all over the place. <laughs> my brain is like all over the place. And so just even listening. Now, what about receiving love? It, and do you ever do you ever struggle with accepting or receiving the love that others want to give? Or it's just all, it's a part of your choice in its totality? Yeah, I think, I mean... You have to be vulnerable sometimes to receive that love, which I think it's hard for me. Um, Like, people don't know your day is going bad if you don't express it. Like, I I love my work. I work at a retail shop. um, And it's like, it is another community, Banyan Tree in Cleveland, if you're ever there. Um, But those women, it's, you know, run by women, um, women employees. And it's like all age groups, but every woman there has like gone through a different journey in their life. Uh, so you can yeah. kind of all like know, kind of can understand a little bit what they go, each person's going through, but you have to express it. Like when I'm super stressed and I'm not having a good day, I express it immediately when I go in. Sometimes I cry and that's fine, but they're there for me and they love me and they show me that love and they show me that compassion. And I'm like, great. Okay, moving on. But it's kind of hard to be that open with people you're not like super close to, you're kind of just like coworkers. And, um, but yeah, those like connections go outside of work. I love my job. Anyways, oh, a little change on that. No, but you were like on it with your self. Um, I don't even know what the word is self realization, self actualization, like just knowing yourself. And choosing to go in and say, listen, this is what's on my mind. This is how I'm feeling. Yeah. And now we'll move forward. Now we'll move forward. I I mean, I don't know that a lot of people are able to do that. How about this? I hope that more women, younger women, my age women, I don't even care, can do that. Yeah, I hope so too. Because it makes you feel like you're more of a part of a community again. Yeah. Yeah. So Mary Grace, I believe with my whole heart that when we choose to give all of our love and we choose to receive the love that others want to give us, that choice, making that choice, that choice that you make every day is true, enduring success. Yeah. I wasn't, that was my fifth choice because I wasn't ready to make it, (laughs) but but you do, you make that right now. And I think there's so many other people around us that just show up in your next interaction with the human beings that are around us with the intent of giving love and receiving love. And yeah. not only does that create our enduring success, but it fuels the success of those around us. Mm-hmm. Mm, you, yeah. You today have fueled my success. Uh, stop. Yes. Yes. 
I mean, <laughs> your, your, your choice to be with me today, to share this with our communities, your authenticity, your vulnerability, you're just, you're a straight shooter. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. I appreciate you very thank much. You. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you too. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to just package this up and share it with our communities. Is yes. there anything before we sign off that you would want to a shout out, a message, a lesson, a mantra, anything that you would want to leave one last word? Nothing. I think it's really important to find something every day that you're grateful for. And journaling is something that really, really helps me with that vulnerability with myself Um, and to hold myself accountable every day to journal, write down what happened that day, uh, share the good, the bad, the ugly. It just like makes you, I think it like helps build your relationship with yourself. So journaling in like a nice little notebook I think it's one of the secrets to life. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, everybody, thank you for joining me for this episode of the Choose and Become interview series with Mary Grace Geis, the daughter of my best friend, whom I love so much. <laughs> uh, choose and become. Thank you for joining me for our Choose and Become interview series. You could find this episode and others at trishkendall.com. Just go to trishkendall.com backslash choose dash become dash interview dash series. Or if you have a question or just want to leave a comment, email me trish at trishkendall.com.